The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Venite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 118 begins on page 487. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now confess that he is gracious and that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now confess that his mercy endureth forever. Yea, let them know now that fear the Lord confess that his mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in trouble, and the Lord heard me at large. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man doeth unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon mine enemies. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put any confidence in princes. All nations compassed me round about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They kept me in on every side, they kept me in, I say, on every side, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They that came about me like bees, and are extinct, even as the fire among the thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me, that I might fall, but the Lord was my help. The Lord is my strength and my song, and is become my salvation. Voice of joy and health is in the dwellings of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord bringeth the mighty things to pass. The right hand of the Lord hath the preeminence. The right hand of the Lord bringeth mighty things to pass. Shall not die but live, 
and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened and corrected me, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open me the gates of righteousness, that I may go into them and give thanks unto the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter into it. I will thank thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The same stone which the builders refused is become the headstone in the corner. The Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Help me now, O Lord. O Lord, send us now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have wished you good luck, we that are of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord who has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, yea, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will thank thee. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the first book of Kings. So King Solomon was king over all Israel. And these were the princes which he had, Azariah the son of Zadok the priest, Elihoreth and Ahijah the sons of Shisha, scribes, Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud the recorder, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the host, and Zadok and Abiathar were the priests. And Azariah the son of Nathan was over the officers, and Zabad the son of Nathan was principal officer and the king's friend. And Ahishar was over the household, and Adoniram the son of Abda was over the labor. And Solomon had twelve officers over all Israel who provided food supplies for the king and his household each man his month in a year made provision. And these are their names, Ben-Hur in Mount Ephraim, Ben-Decker in Mekaz, and in Ashalambim and beth Sheamesh, and elam beth Habnanon, Ben-Beth-Hesed in Arubalth, to whom pertained Soko, and all the land of Hefer, Benadab, in all the region of Dor, who had Tephath, the daughter of Solomon, as his wife, Baana, the son of Ahilud, to whom pertained Tainanak and Megiddo, and all Bethshean, which is by Zarathan beneath Jezreel, from Bethshean to Abel Meholah, even unto the place that is beyond Jokneum. Ben Geber and Ramoth Gilead, 
to whom pertained the towns of Jair, the son of Manasseh, which are in Gilead, to him also pertained the region of Argob, which is in Bashan, threescore great cities with walls and bronze bars. Ahinadab, the son of Ido, had Mahanam. Ahimez was in Naphtali, and he also took Bezimath, the daughter of Solomon, as his wife. Benana, the son of Hushai, was in Asher and in Elah. Jehoshaphat, the son of Haruah in Issachar, Shimei, the son of Elah in Benjamin, Geber, the son of Uri, was in the country of Gilead, in the country of Sion, king of the Amorites, and of Og, king of Bashan. And he was the only officer who was in the land. Judah and Israel were as numerous as the sand by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and rejoicing. So Solomon reigned over all kingdoms from the river to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Now Solomon's provision for one day was thirty cores of fine flour, sixty cores of meal, ten fatted oxen, twenty oxen from the pastures, and one hundred sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. For he had dominion over all the region on this side of the river, from Tipsah even to Gaza, namely over all the kings on this side of the river, and he had peace on every side all around him. And Judah and Israel dwelt safely, each man under his vine and his fig tree, from Dan as far as Beersheba, all the days of Solomon. Solomon had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And these governors, each man in his month, provided food for the King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table. There was no lack in their supply. They also brought barley and straw to the proper place for the horses and steeds, each man according to his charge. And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding and largeness of heart, like the sand on the seashore. Thus Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men than Ethan the Ezraite, and Heman the Chacol, and Darda the sons of Mahal, and his fame was in all the surrounding nations. He spoke three thousand proverbs, and his songs were one thousand and five. Also he spoke of trees, from the cedar of Lebanon, even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall, he spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish. And men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth, who had heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Here endeth the first lesson.
Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the first epistle of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the Church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father. Knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believed. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols from to serving the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. For he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church, and because it cannot continue in safety without thy succor, preserve it evermore by thy help and goodness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. And uh, thanks to Chris for navigating that minefield of names that rivals what Keith encountered about a week and a half ago, from as they ambush you in one of these readings. Um, today's chapter is an important chapter in the flow of the Old Testament because it presents Israel under Solomon as the fulfillment of all God's promises to Moses in the Torah, or to Israel through Moses. He, he promised that um, he would lead them out, that they would go into the land, that they would uh, defeat their enemies, that they would be prosperous, uh, that, 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 uh, that, and that the mark of that prosperity would be that the nations would pay them tribute and they would not pay tribute to the nations. And so Solomon is being portrayed in this in this passage as the fulfillment of the Torah promises um, and the land, you know, the rain from from sea to sea. Uh, read Psalm 72 in the light of this, the, uh, the king's son inheriting the promises. And and um, so that's the function of this. But um, as, as, as we had in the David story, we, we know when things get really good, watch out, something's hiding behind the rock. 
we even have in again in this chapter the the seeds of what goes wrong in that um this whole administration that Solomon sets up, while very impressive and effective, is not what the Torah said to do. The Torah didn't say divide Israel into 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 regions and tax them so that you can supply the king's house with enormous and his administration with enormous supplies of of uh, you know food and and things to sustain that administration. As a matter of fact, if you go back and remember the warnings that Samuel gave to Israel when they demanded a king. He said, this is what's going to happen to you. And it's working under Solomon because he has the authority and the power and the administrative gift to people buy into it. But we'll notice later on when the kingdom splits that they demand that Solomon's son be less heavy-handed because he's not Solomon and that. So the seeds of, of, of disintegration are already here. And we, we get in, in this also the echoes of... Um, in Psalm 118, where, you know, the, the I, I called upon the Lord in trouble, the Lord heard me, and um, all nations compassed me round about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. And then we get the um, the messianic thing that comes up in New Testament, the same stone which a builder refused has become the headstone in the corner. And in this, we, we would call, you know, the, the, the way that David's rule was rejected and then it came, he came back, and now his son is reigning. And so this, this and the, the, the whole idea of the son of David and the promises to the son of David is really incarnate in this chapter. This is the fulfillment of things. And to note in the hope of Israel, this is in chronologically, we're right about 1000 BC, early 900s BC in time. It never gets any better than this. From this this idealized picture moving onward, Israel experiences a gradual decline. <clears throat> and the whole hope in the New Testament is, is that idea, how does this happen again? How do we get there? How do we recount these, get these blessings that, um, that uh, God promised? And this kind of contrasts then with our Thessalonians lesson, where the New Testament um, takes these promises and, and fulfills them, but recasts them in that light of eternity. Because without that horizon of a life that doesn't end, a life that also conquers death, the only answer is how do we get Israel to be prosperous in time? And this is the disconcerting thing for the disciples and others. How can, how can it possibly be that someone dying can bring about the kingdom? Well, because the purpose of the Messiah was to conquer death itself. That is the enemy. And so we get the Thessalonians. We don't have a rejoicing in, hey, what we now have. We have, it's a wonderful line there, that the, uh, the work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope. Faith, hope, and love brought out again here in Thessalonians. But it's a work, that is to say, as we believe, we carry out, we use our gifts, we do the work because we trust in God's goodness. We don't always immediately in the current moment experience that goodness, but we trust the evidence of things not seen, the labor of love because we know God, we've experienced the love of God. We love because we know, because we're already in that kingdom of love and patience of hope. Hope here is that is that um, virtue that's not just an idea that God will, you know, we die, we go to heaven. It is that thing that the Holy Spirit places within us, which is, is the assurance that that 
struggle we now have against world, flesh, and devil in Christ will be brought to completion in the resurrection. It's, it's a living hope because it's rooted in the Holy Spirit in us, not merely a, an idea. And th this, is the, this is the whole tension of the Christian life, and you can't really understand it unless you are in it. And this is why there's the spiritual blindness in the world, because it's an experience of the kingdom now that's real and powerful, but is not yet completely fulfilled. It's what we would call uh, in, es in eschatological terms, inaugurated eschatology, the kingdom that's here, but it's not completed. And, and so we live in all the promises God made to Moses that were fulfilled in Solomon. We have them now, the forgiveness of our sins, eternal life, God's blessing. And we have something that Solomon didn't understand or his people that we have, even when we're, we're wrestling with troubles in life, God is in them. And he is, we have the assurance he will bring his will in our lives through them. And so we live in that, in that kind of um, fulfilled and expectant hope. That's the kind of you thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, 
to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Chris. I'll, I'll echo what Bishop said about that reading, and uh, thank you, Bishop, for the lesson. Have a great Tuesday, folks. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone.